As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're returning to Haddonfield with Halloween Kills. My grandmother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. Stop! You had a knife in your stomach. You and Allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. Do it! You want your mask? Come and get it! I'm coming for you, Michael. Minutes after Lori Strode, her daughter Karen, and granddaughter Allison left masked monster Michael Myers caged and burning in Lori's basement, Lori is rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, believing she finally killed her lifelong tormentor. But when Michael manages to free himself from Lori's trap, his ritual bloodbath resumes. The Strode women join a group of other survivors of Michael's first rampage who decide to take matters into their own hands. Written by the team of Scott Teams, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green, and directed by David Gordon Green, Halloween Kill stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Judy Greer as Karen, Andy Matichuk as Allison, James Jude Courtney, Nick Castle, and Aaron Armstrong as variations of The Shape, and features Will Patton, Thomas Mann, and Anthony Michael Hall. Halloween is now on its fourth iteration. Beginning back in 1978, Halloween started with a dynamite story that focused more on the final girl than the previous horror slashers. The story itself stuck with so many, which is why it was rebooted by the likes of Rob Zombie, Steve Miner, and now David Gordon Green. And for for those keeping count, yes, I am including 1998's Halloween H2O as a reboot. But with David Gordon Green, we got a cannon wipe, we removed all those atrocious sequels, and we returned to the heart and blood of Laurie Strode. At the time of announcing their reboot, Danny McBride, yes, that Danny McBride. And I'm very upset with how I'm acting right now. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions, and I can't stop from yelling. And David Gordon Green were not shy that this run of Halloween films was not only a reboot, but a trilogy that will end the story of Michael Myers once and for all. In fact, Halloween Ends is scheduled for release in October of 2022. So, knowing all of that going in, this movie gave me everything that I expected it was going to. In a tight 105 minutes, we get to see Laurie and her family struggle to survive, we get the middle of the story arc pushed along, and we get to see the shape make some gross, stylized kills. Like I said, everything I expected. There is nothing special or different about this movie. This movie actually cements to me why a lot of horror franchises went direct to video on their subsequent sequels. We know Michael will survive this. There's another movie, so I can't even remotely look at that as a spoiler. The title of this movie is Halloween Kills. Michael will kill a bunch of Haddonfield's residents. But next movie, next year, Halloween ends. So, 
How will Michael meet his gruesome end? Is Halloween Kills a bad movie? No, it's what you expect it would be. Is Halloween Kills a good movie? No, it's rushed, it's busy, and it's just filler. I give Halloween Kills a C+. Mm. If you're tired of the same old style, give a shout to Nick at Swish Barber Shop at 844 St. Mary's Road and get hooked up today. Book by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with DC Fandom. At DC Fandom, we got a ton of looks at upcoming DC projects. Unfortunately, this is going to take up the majority of movie news you can use. We got our second look at the upcoming The Batman from Matt Reeves. I'm vengeance. This trailer shows us a more intense Pattinson as Batman action and also better looks at Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle as Catwoman. I can take care of myself. Andy Serkis as Alfred, Colin Farrell's The Penguin. And Paul Dano's The Riddler. On top of that, we get a little bit more of the awesome sounding score from Michael Giacchino. The Batman is set during the Caped Crusader's second year of fighting crime, where the Riddler plays a dangerous game of cat and mouse with Batman and Commissioner Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, in Gotham City. The Batman hits theaters on March 4th of 2022. Along with that trailer, we also got our first look at The Flash. Ezra Miller and Andy Muschietti were on scene to release a sneak peak trailer you can go anywhere you want right any timeline universe. In the trailer, we hear a familiar voice as it questions Barry Allen, asking him why, of the many timelines he can visit, this is the one he wants to fix. The voice, if you listen to it and you know it, is Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, aka Batman. I'm Batman. Who steps into the mentor role for The Flash's long-awaited solo spin-off. We get a look at a broken Batman cowl that no doubt belongs to Ben Affleck's Batman, who is likely killed in the current DC Universe timeline, and probably The Flash is trying to undo this by dipping into the Keaton Batman timeline for help. The Flash speeds into theaters on November 4th of 2022. Other first looks, and I really mean first looks, included Dwayne Johnson's upcoming Black Adam film, as well as Shazam! Fury of the Gods, where we get to see our first looks at Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu's villainous roles. James Wan and Jason Momoa also released a first look at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but did not feature any actual footage from the movie. Other tidbits let slip at DC fandom include that Batgirl directors Adil Arbi and Balil Falah did confirm that the Dark Knight will appear in the new film planned for HBO Max. But before you get too excited, they refused to say which Batman it would be. So whether it's Affleck, Bale, Kilmer, Clooney, or Pattinson, we are not too sure at this time. And the final thing worth taking a look at out of DC fandom is the teaser for the Peacemaker television series starring John Cena. Get out of here! There's no superhero called Peacemaker! Dude, I'm famous! Reprising his role from the Suicide Squad, he forms a brand new team of misfits to help him kill a bunch of people in the name of peace. The trailer will show the humor of this movie and also features an eagle hug. He's hugging me! Dad, grab my phone. I don't want to move. 
Peacemaker, which is being written and directed by James Gunn and produced by Peter Safran, will debut on HBO Max on January 13th. In the world of Marvel, upon wrapping up the filming of Spider-Man No Way Home, Tom Holland told Entertainment Weekly that he's looking at the film as the conclusion of a franchise. He said, quote, We were all treating No Way Home as the end of a franchise, let's say. I think if we were lucky enough to dive into these characters again, you'd be seeing a very different version. It would no longer be the Homecoming trilogy. We would give it some time and try to build something different and tonally change the films. Whether that happens or not, I don't know, but we were definitely treating it like it was coming to an end, and it felt like it. While it's very likely that the series will continue considering their popularity and the money they've pulled in, Holland did say that the last days on set with Jacob Batalin and Zendaya were surprisingly emotional. He said, quote, I don't think I've cried like that, ever. Spider-Man No Way Home will hit theaters on December 17th of 2021. In other upcoming projects, the official synopsis for The Matrix Resurrections was also released this past week. The plot synopsis reads as follows, quote, In a world of two realities, everyday life and what lies behind it, Thomas Anderson will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. Choice, well an illusion, is still the only way in or out of The Matrix, which is stronger, more secure, and more dangerous than ever before. With the release of the synopsis, Entertainment Weekly reached out to Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who confirmed he is playing a young iteration of Morpheus in the up upcoming film. He spoke about playing the character while not trying to, quote, replace Florence Fishburne, but saying that he's playing a different iteration of the character. What he did say, despite referring to a number of NDA agreements, is, quote, I play a character who's definitely aware of the history of the Matrix and the history of Morpheus. This character is on a journey of self-discovery. There's a lot in our story that's about growth, defining your own path. Morpheus isn't exempt from that. The Matrix Resurrections releases in theaters on December 22nd of 2021. While doing press for the movie we talked about earlier, Halloween Kills, David Gordon Green announced that once he's done with filming Halloween Ends, he'll be diving right into a revival of the Exorcist franchise, aiming for an October 13th, 2023 release. He also confirmed that the first film will be the first entry in a trilogy. However, it is likely that he will make the first movie and then pass the helm over to a different director or different directors for the two follow-ups. He said, quote, that's the idea right now. Yeah, the first one of our trilogy is written and the second two are being outlined, so we've got a ways to go on that, but we know where we're going. It's a new journey, some familiar characters, and some new ones as well. Green's Exorcist film is set to star Leslie Odom Jr. and Ellen Burstyn, who will be reprising the role of Chris McNeil from the original Exorcist. As for Odom's character, all we know is that they are playing a character who tracks down Chris McNeil after his child becomes possessed. Universal and Peacock paid an amount somewhere in the range of $400 million to acquire the rights to distribute this new Exorcist trilogy, which will be coming to us from Blumhouse Productions and Morgan Creek Entertainment. Following the release of M. Night Shyamalan's Old, Universal has announced that his next Next film will be released on February 3rd, 2023, and will be titled Knock at the Cabin. No plot details of Knock at the Cabin have been shared at this moment. However, Shyamalan has said that he's on the third draft of the script and that it was super tight, meaning under 100 pages. In the land of streaming, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan Season 4 has officially been announced, with John Krasinski returning to the titular role. He's also bringing along Michael Pena, who has signed on in an undisclosed role. Production recently wrapped on Season 3, and a premiere date is forthcoming. When Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan Season 3 does start, Jack is on the run in a race against time. After being wrongly implicated in a larger conspiracy, he finds himself dodging the CIA in addition to an internal rogue faction he helped uncover. Apple TV Plus has given a 10-episode order to the Shrinking series, which will star Jason Segel. Segel will serve as the writer and executive producer alongside Bill Lawrence and Brett Goldstein of Ted Lasso. According to Deadline, Shrinking follows a 
grieving therapist played by Siegel who starts to break the rules and tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training in ethics, he finds himself making huge tumultuous changes to people's lives, including his own. And let's end with a few pieces of good news. Star Trek's William Shatner is now the oldest person to leave Earth after the successful launch of the new Shepard NS-18 of Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin. The 90-year-old Star Trek actor made the historic trip while in the good company of Blue Origin's Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations, Audrey Powers, and crew members Chris Bosizen and Glenn DeVries. In a tweet that was scheduled to release the moment he left the planet, Shatner said, quote, I do not know what I may appear to the world, but to myself, I seem to have been only like a boy playing on the seashore, diverting myself in now and then finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than ordinary, whilst the great ocean of truth lay all undiscovered before me. Upon a returning to the planet, Shatner told Bezos, quote, I'm so filled with emotion. I am overwhelmed. I had no idea. And you too will eventually be able to join the stars themselves, including William Shatner, if you have a cool $28 million for a ticket. It seems rare when actors can go out on their own accord, but that's exactly what happened this weekend. After a career spanning more than 60 years, Michael Caine is ready to call it quits. While speaking with BBC's Kermode and Mayo, Michael Caine revealed that the comedy drama Bestsellers will be his final movie. He said, quote, Funnily enough, it has turned out to be my last part, really, because I haven't worked for two years and I have a spine problem with a, which affects my leg, so I can't walk very well. And I also wrote a couple of books which were published and were successful. I'm now not an actor, I'm a writer, which is lovely because because as an actor, you have to get up out by six in the morning and go to the studio. The writer, you just start writing without leaving bed. And today we end up on a video that you may have seen. And if you haven't, we'll get ready to hear it. The world lost a very special person with the death of Robin Williams, and it's hard to deny his influence and contribution to the world of comedy and entertainment. It's also shocking that a biopic hasn't officially been announced for him. That said, Jamie Costa, who did a spot-on Han Solo impersonation some years ago, posted a video to his YouTube channel which features him as Robin Williams during his Mork and Mindy days. In what could be a video filled with one-liners and jokes, it actually turns quite dramatic when Pam Dauber, played by Sarah Murphy, enters to inform Williams of the death of John Belushi. The performance is amazing and was based on reality, as Robin Williams did confirm that he had seen John Belushi the day before the SNL actor died of a drug overdose, and that it was a major influence in helping Williams conquer his own drug and alcohol addiction. Years later, Williams said, quote, was it a wake-up call? Oh yeah, on a huge level. It sobered the shit out of me. As of right now, this scene is just a YouTube video, but with its popularity and spot-on impersonation, I expect that this will be made into a movie soon enough. In fact, even though you're about to hear it, go and watch it yourself just to see the mannerisms that Costa shows. Well, dreams are a beautiful aspect of human culture. In fact, it happens when you're at night and you close your eyes and all kinds of images happen and it's really bizarre. Well, let's try this one. Well, it depends on all you ask. If you ask Cinderella, she might sing it to you and say, Robin? A dream is a wish your heart... Robin! John Belushi died last night. What? They found him in his bungalow this morning. No. I told you I was with him. Found John's him not bungalow. dead. I was with him last night. I know. I'm so sorry, Robin. No. Not John. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at TalkingMoviesPC and download full-length episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, evil dies tonight. Tonight.